Let's talk about the sell-off in treasuries as the main catalyst for everything else in markets. You can never spend too much time on it. Simeon Hyman joins us, global investment strategist at ProShares. Simeon, good to see you again. Long time no chat. Indeed. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, take us into the belly here. We got some time. Another big sell-off in bonds today. Stocks are trying to hang in there, but is that a futile effort when the dollar's making highs and the yield is climbing too? So here's the challenge in the equity market. We know what's going on in bonds. For the life of me, I don't know where that little bond rally happened in the summer because we had a combination of hawkish <laughs> Fed, we got sticky inflation, and the thing that nobody talks enough about, about is quantitative tightening. I mean, we are removing the suppression of longer-term bond yields. So, yeah, everyone's worked up about an inversion, but the inversion's small, and it's not a regular tightening cycle. You know, the the yield, the tenure is not going to go back to one and a half or two percent unless we have QE again. Um, so that's a big headwind. Mm. Now, people look at the equity markets. I think they overgeneralize a concept from bonds. On the bond side, you say, okay, well, I'm going to go shorter duration. I'm going to have things where I get my money back sooner and I have less sensitivity to those rising rates. So folks say, well, I'm going to do the same thing in equities. That'll keep me safe. And now we got to think about the logic of that. What would it mean to have a short duration equity? Oh, an equity that gives me all of my earnings now? I guess that means it's a stock that's not growing anything. But you know what you have if you have a stock that's not growing anything? Uh, you have a fixed coupon bond. And that's the most exposed thing to interest rates that could possibly be. So I think that's part of the misdirect on the equity side. You got to have growth of something. You wouldn't be surprised that from ProShares perspective, one of the quintessential things that you ought to be looking at to grow is your dividends. I like that. So at this point, there could be a juncture where the companies that don't have uh, real earnings, they don't have real cash flow, the weakest stuff, I mean, this is the, the theory, right? That we'll get to a point where it'll wash out and then some of the other uh, companies might separate. How do we know when that's happening? Like uh, how many weeks, how many months do we need? Or are we already seeing it with some of these dividend stocks down less? The problem is they're not going up. They're just going down less in the case of pretty much everything except for like a utility and some of the big pharma businesses. That's right. I'll, I'll break the opportunity into two pieces. So let's stick with dividends for a second. If you focus on companies that are growing their dividends, you've already seen this sort of wheat chaff thing because the growth of dividends has a benefit in the here and now, and it has a longer term benefit. What's the benefit in the here and now? If you look at the S&P 500 dividend aristocrats, that's the companies in the S&P 500, we track them in our ETF and OBL, they're the companies that have grown their dividends 25 straight years. That means you grew your dividends as an example in the great financial crisis. In the here and now, what does that mean? That high quality has delivered important fundamentals. What's the big risk when there's inflation? It's shrinking margins because you can't raise your prices as fast as your input costs. S&P 500 margins have shrunk in Q1 and Q2. It's a key ingredient in the 20% downturn. But guess what? Those S&P 500 dividend aristocrats have expanded margins. 17% top line, 32% bottom line in Q2. It's a big element in the near-term outperformance. Yes, you can't cure world hunger. It's tough to be in the green, but it's a lot better to come back with 90 cents in your pocket than 80 cents in your pocket. And then, of course, in the long term, because look, you can have a great defensive strategy, but if it 
pardon my French, craps the bed as soon as the market recovers, <laughs> you better know exactly when the bottom is. Yeah. But the beauty of dividend growers is, historically, those aristocrats have grown their dividends 12% a year. What better inflation hedge is that? So over the long term, you've got the growth of the dividends in and of themselves. That's quite important. So a few of the uh, funds that are doing that, NOBL, REGL, still under pressure next to the rest of the market last couple of days, too. Uh, do you need to see a relief from rates on the horizon? Uh, or are we going through kind of a, a, a churn period here? Or do you need to see that uh, uh, bonds are going to slow down? Yeah. So first, I'm glad you mentioned REGL. That's the mid-cap dividend growers. And actually, mid-caps have been a tremendous outperformer, particularly to dividend growers all year. Remember, they've been underperforming for a decade. So the mid-cap opportunity writ large is a good one, and it's a little more domestically focused, which is a good idea these days. The mid-cap dividend growers are a good way to access that. Now, to your point, look, you're going to get, in all likelihood, relative outperformance. When are you really going to be in the green? The odds are that we're going to have to see some, at least, retreat of inflation to really start to see the equity markets um, really rally. But look, mm. it could be closer than we think. People are saying the Fed isn't doing their job, or I shouldn't say the Fed's not doing their job, that the Fed isn't having the impact yet they would want. But take a look at break-even inflation. Break-evens on the twos and the tens is below 2.5%, down from 5 in the middle of the year. It's the expectations that have to be kept in check, and sure. they are way, way down. So don't be so quick to say that nothing's being accomplished. So right. I'm, I'm not as, quite as bearish as some of the other folks you may be speaking to. Okay. Uh, well, we haven't had some bears on here today, so nice uh, uh, middle ground to be found here. Uh, Simeon, thanks a lot, as always, for the commentary. Thank you much. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, dividends will win out at the end of the day, long term, like the case. Simeon Hyman, Global Investment Strategist at ProShares, REGL, Midcaps, and NOBL, some of the bigger ones.